Live from the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains, welcome to the Eggman Radio Addiction. And now stepping up to the microphone, the living radio legend, the Eggman, Ron James. Welcome, 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 radio fans and so-called listeners and whatever they call you in uh, the world of podcast land. I don't even know, right? You have a different name. You can't be like a radio listener. <laughs> You're an internet. Uh, 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 I don't know. Cold and frosty man here in the uh, foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains. But we got sunshine that's going to be coming back in. That's the way it is here this time of year. In the Piedmont Triad in uh, North Carolina, and just um, like this, when they say the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains, if you look to uh, what is it to the, 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 the east, northeast of us, on a really clear day, if you're high up, you might see you might see a mountain, give or take some uh, pollution in the way in the atmosphere. We got highs rising to the upper 40s. Then we got some uh, thin clouds, not maxi clouds. Thin clouds will be a sweep across our skies overnight. Temperatures are going to plummet back to the uh, upper 20s by daybreak. Saturday. I see messages coming on my screen. I guess I should pay attention to that. FJB. Somebody said something. Hello. I don't know how to make the screen move around. Oh, there it is. Okay. Dave entered the studio, FJB. Okay. I don't even know what that means, man. I'm not up on, uh, you know, young uh, Twitter language. And speaking of Twitter, Twitter, that's the the headline of today's show, Twitter shutdown. Oh, let me finish the the weather. See, you got me sidetracked. I get sidetracked. But that makes for good radio jumping around a little bit. As long as you come back, it's like sometimes you jump around and then the show ends and you never got to the original topic that you meant to get to. Yeah. Especially with my brain. Okay. Cold fronts are going to bring in another round of cold air into the Piedmont this weekend. And ahead of this front, Saturday's highs tomorrow are going to be uh, near 50. That's nice to know. Nice day looking like, man. Nice weekend. Super. Sunday, though, however, will be sunny with highs in the mid-40s. Well, that just gets better. The way it said, however, I thought it was going to say, well, however, Sunday, the weather's going to suck. And it didn't. Thank goodness. Some of the weekend chill is going to seep into the beginning of the new work week, meaning Monday. Unless you have one of those great jobs where you don't work every, you don't work Mondays. A lot more and more jobs are doing that. More and more people say, well, we want to work four days a week. In fact, now we want to work three days. In fact, really, we only want to work two. Well, you know what? I decided on one. And, you know, I think I'm just going to stay home all the time and get collect the paycheck. But uh, Monday morning, temperatures are going to dip into the lower 20s. By Monday afternoon, highs will be have rebounded to near 50. And the rest of the week is going to bring highs into the lower to mid 50s. Blah, 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 blah. That's pretty much how our weather is this time of year. It does that. All right, a uh, topic of the day. We got Twitter here. You know, I tell you what, there's something like it seems to me like this show 
has been very difficult since I've switched uh, the uh, uh, to another hosting uh, service here on Podbean. And the other service that I was on, I'm not going to tell you who it is because you don't want to know because the last thing I want you to do is to go there and sign up. Well, you can't sign up. I think they even stopped signing up. So looking through Twitter, I mean, looking through um, Drudge Report here. And uh, they're talking about Twitter. Their their, uh, title is uh, on its last tweet. Well, that's pretty clever. Pretty clever. They have a lot of very expensive reporters there to write stuff. So uh, I try not to steal too much from uh, Drudge Report, change it a little bit, not be directly uh, (laughs) doing a a Joe Biden (laughs) or ripping off other people's speeches. So, uh, yeah. Bye-bye, Elon Musk, is what the employees are saying. They're saying, F you, we're not even going to work for your ass. <laughs> you imagine, you know, you know guys like uh, Elon Musk. You've worked for him. If, you, if you've had a, a decent work experience in life, you know, you, you know this. You work for guys like that that are very successful. They're very driven, and they're weird. That there's something, you know, off kilter about them that makes them that way. Look at this FTX kid, this weirdo. Uh, um, that's I, I don't even understand this. This wasn't even on my radar screen. And I mean, in the financial markets, you know, I I, I see it was, but it, it, it's just amazing this story and how um, this young kid, is thirty years old now, managed to steal thirty billion dollars through some kind of crypto investment. To management. I have no idea what that shit is about. I, I just think that crypto and Bitcoin and all of it is, I mean, I'm just too old, I guess, in my ways, you know, I'm an old man, 63 years old, you know, and it's like, and I see that as that's not real, man. And it's even like people think that their money is real. You know, your actual dollars that you have from the U S government, people hold on to that. Like, oh man, this is real. I tell you, that dollar could collapse, man. And it will be worthless if there's no money to back it and the government stops backing that money. It'll be worthless. Then what are we going to resort to? How it was before there was money. At least the survivors will. We'll trade. <laughs> you know, it'll be the only thing you can do to survive. I'll have a couple of cows and, and have milk, and, and you'll have a um, you know a couple of rows of green beans growing and uh, some other vegetables and and yeah, that's how it works. Until not too long ago here in North Carolina, it still works that way in some parts of North Carolina. You still got some of that generation barely left. At least guys like me who remember that and will probably go back to that, you know, if I had to, no problem whatsoever. Yeah, you figure it out. You gotta have a your own means, you know, and it's like so what good would be even having like a hot dog stand or something like that? People don't have any money to pay you for the hot dogs. They'll be trading you what they got. Here, let me give you my uh, upcap for a hot dog. Jeez, uh, I don't know if I can use that upcap. We'll be back. Forbes magazine selected Corona Cigar Company as the best of the web. And Cigar Aficionado magazine described Corona Cigar Company as the largest best stock cigar shops in America. Here's the founder of Corona Cigar Company, Jeff Morsowitz. 
We created Corona Cigar Company's retail stores and cigar bars so you and your friends could relax and enjoy the ultimate cigar experience. And we've created our website so you can shop online as well. It's easy to remember, coronacigar.com. We feature thousands of name brand cigars and accessories at discount prices. Check out our exclusive line of cigars, including Avo Lounge, CAOS Caparate, Cielo, Florida Cielo, Cost Cutter Bundles, Ranchero, and Corona Nicaraguan Cigars, just to name a few. And your satisfaction is guaranteed or your money back. Be sure and join our email list for the latest cigar deals and event info. It's the best spam on the web. So save time and money and visit coronacigar.com. Uh, welcome back, Eggman Radio Addiction Program. The email, radioaddiction at mail.com. We are 100% off-grid radio. We have absolutely uh, no tie to any electrical company whatsoever uh, out here in this studio that I have uh, basically you know, you know, a, a, a place in the woods here in North Carolina, a beautiful place, absolutely gorgeous. No one around. Um, you really uh, got to drive out here. And um, I love being out here. It's great. But, uh, you know, I have to go back to the take care of the family and all that kind of stuff in the uh, in the house and the other house and this and that and uh, take care of properties. But this place where this is is where it's most peaceful. No one knows it's here. No one can find it. And uh, I can do my radio show from here completely off grid. Thanks to Mother Nature and uh, her delicious son that she provides me. I'm losing it. Okay, Twitter could lose 75% of its uh, remaining 3,700 workers as hundreds resign overnight. Ruthless Elon Musk locks staff out of offices to stop potential sabotage and trolls critics, including AOC. You know, what a mess he's taken over, right? And he knew this. You know, you, you know what you're getting into. Can you imagine, you know, you're trying to peel away all of these uh, people that um, want to ruin your company and make it even worse. They're sabotaging it. You know, the sabotage thing is true. I mean, they're going to say that Elon Musk is paranoid and that, 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 you know. I mean, now what would suck is, is that he took, and maybe not even suck, just take Twitter down. The money's gone. Write it off. You can afford it. What was it? $100 billion? Who even knows? $40 billion? He can figure it out. He can, you know, write it off and just say goodbye to it. Say goodbye, baby. Say goodbye. So, let's see. Yeah, and I think that that's going to get worse before it gets better over there. He knows that. He's going to have to bring in security. He's going to have to just, he's going to have to probably shut it down for a while. You know, complete shutdown and then, a, you know, a rehiring and just have to bring in people, hire people that will hire people that he would want to work with or have him working for him. You know, but he there's being way too hands-on on this shit. It sounds like, I mean, they're trying to make it that way. I, you know, I'm sure these decisions are coming down. I'm sure he's got some powerful cronies that work for him, you know, that have gone in and are, you know, seeing, overseeing what the hell's going on and uh, making those calls on the ground, you know, and saying, okay, 
You go home, you go home, you go home. You stay, you're hot. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, a sexist would say something like that. I would never say that. And, um, well, yeah, man. And, and, and is the, you know, would, would it be a bad thing if Twitter had to go down completely? I, I think it would. But, you know, if, but if he's going to make it into some kind of a control the other way situation, I don't want to be a part of that either, you know? I want someone to argue with. I know you don't want, you know, you know, you, you want to just make it to where it's completely fair. I wouldn't take anything away from uh, people that post left-wing garbage. I wouldn't take anything away from those people. They'll get theirs. If you let conservative thought get back on there, we'll take care of those people ourselves. Don't worry about it. We'll shut them down somehow, some way. We'll shame them right off of there, man. Because they're easy. I mean, they, they they have no facts. They're just hit and run. Now, I would eliminate hit and run people. You know, if you don't respond to stuff and and you don't, you know, have take credit credibility, you don't have any credibility to post it. I get that. You know, if you're just shooting stuff out, you know, of a of a of a um, URL address somewhere, you know, hidden in a library with your uh, little esteemed up snot covered glasses, sitting there masturbating. In the back of the uh, library, <laughs> posting shit on Twitter, trying to destroy the world. <laughs> I'll get him. <laughs> Packer fans boo quarterback Aaron Rodgers off the field uh, with another loss last night, man. I couldn't even watch that, man. He's like a hero. You know, I like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I didn't used to like him. I mean, I never really had any, you know, he's always just been a good quarterback, but I think he's cool now that he's gone on like Joe Rogan. You hear, get to see who he is. You know, he's laid back. He's Zen. He's Buddhist. You know, all these things. I don't know if he's definitely Buddhist, but he just comes across as Buddhist. And a lot of people don't wear their Buddhism on their sleeve because it's ridiculed. I understand that being a Buddhist. I get it. Absolutely ridiculed. And, and, and in a subtle way. Well, that's not real. And then I said, well, you know, it's not even a religion, okay? It's just a spiritual belief. It's a practice. It's an education. It's not some BS you man wrote to scare the shit out of people, okay? Ooh, sound like Bill Maher there, didn't I? Uh-oh. But yeah, that's, that's where I go back to my... um. You know, and I really believe that the Republican Party has to separate from the religious right in order to survive. Because if you don't, okay, you're going to get swallowed up by this liberal craziness, the young liberal crowd. Yeah, they don't know better. They truly are stupid, but they're they're indoctrinated and they're going to vote left. They know they don't know any better. They have been indoctrinated and like robots over and over again. Trump is bad. You know, uh, air is dirty. Republicans like to starve people. You know what I mean? It's like they, you know what I mean? It's just one, you know, dictation into their brain after another. And 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 it's, it's, it's a hard thing. If you talk to your own kids, okay, and, 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 and you get to hear this stuff, man. And you're like, wow, really? And you got to reprogram them back a little bit. You know what I mean? You got to give them a little more of your beliefs, you know, understanding of their stuff, though, you know. I mean, I have a daughter, man. It's 21 years old and 22. And, 
man, she's to the left. I tried everything. I'm trying everything to get her to swing right. She's starting to see through it, man. Even these uh, left-wing girls are starting to see through it. But, man, oh, man. Hey, we'll be back. Don't touch it. November 1802. John Jameson found himself stranded in the unforgiving forest of Karna with an injured horse, a cart of his famous whiskey, and a pack of wolves even less forgiving than the aforementioned forest. Smoke billowed from the beast's nostrils as they closed in. Jameson was reluctant, but with his whiskey threatened, he had no choice. He took his dagger and plunged it right into a Kilkenny apple, using the slices to train that pack of wolves into a world-class dog sled team. The whiskey was saved, his horse recovered nicely, and Jameson even made it home in time for a lamb dinner. Where have you been? Your dinner's cold. But just as he feared, his wife saw the wolves and insisted they keep them. Old Jameson could be seen walking those wolves around Dublin for the rest of his days. Even though she promised they'd be her responsibility. Today's adventure brought to you by Jameson Irish Whiskey. Taste above all else. Taste responsibly. 40% alcohol by volume, imported by the John Jameson Import Company, purchased New York. Welcome back, Jay Grand Radio Addiction Program. Home sales fall for a ninth straight month. Uh, that's a pretty big deal. And you know what? They what hasn't happened yet in the uh, real estate market, and it's been holding off for. I mean, this is going all the way back to 2007, 2008, from the very first uh, real estate crash, a bad one, and at that time, and the commercial real estate market. They they're holding off on, you know, panicking the public with commercial real estate issues and you see in your own local town okay every little town you're driving through bigger towns you see it in the you know medium size and really big towns unless they're a beach town and things are really hopping there there are some of those or if there's a really cool historical town of some kind they got their shit together some of the small towns survived just strictly off the locals and but you see these empty um, malls, strip malls, you know, where they they were built and sometimes never had one single store ever in it, and they're just sitting there. Those are major, major losses in the commercial real estate market, and that money's got to get swallowed somewhere. You know, all that's got to be tallied at some point, and a lot of it's still out there. Tons of it is still out there, and with now with the um, home sales falling. You know, and I hate to say I like this because, you know, I'm going to be looking in the house market here in a little bit here in the uh, triad, North Carolina area. And, um, yeah, I, you know, buying power and the availability of a home has become a lot better in this market for buyers. Um, sellers now are having to uh, pull back on their egos. Well, I put 20000 in this kitchen. Well, your kitchen's ugly still. It doesn't matter, lady. I just don't like it, you know. But they don't realize that, so they ask these you know, ridiculous prices. And, and that kind of a market, why not? But, you know, what happens is you're wasting realtors' time. You're wasting, you know, people that are looking's time You know, by asking too much money and they're not being uh, realistic about it. You know, it's just, you know. And 
you lose, you lose if you don't put a fair price on it. You know, I mean, it's like if anybody's you know smart and they're doing their 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 search now online, you can find out exactly what you should be paying for a house. Deadly missile strike adds to war fears in Poland. Oh God, they just want to keep scaring us to death with this shit. They don't even know where that missile came from. They, they jumped on it and said, oh, it was a Russian missile. They want to start World War III. Well, yeah, it was a Russian missile made in Russia, but uh, it was more than likely and like launched in Ukraine. It was a mistake. A friendly fire. I mean, it happens all the time. Doesn't get reported very much. Last night on the uh, Fox uh, Patriot Awards, man, what a great scene with, um, what was his name? Uh, um, oh, the reporter that got his leg blown off uh, over in... Um, what was he at Afghanistan? Uh, one of them places. Uh, oh, he was in. Uh, no, he was in um, Ukraine, I think. Yeah, he was at the beginning of the Ukraine war, I believe, when it was really bad. They were just, you know, the Russians were just coming in. But he got the Patriots Award, and um, he looks pretty good. I mean, considering rehabbing, and you know, he's pretty much set for life. I would imagine his. Uh, Pension kicking in from uh, Fox News. Nice big severance package, or or maybe he'll come back to work. He'll be even more popular. That guy's got balls, man. He started off. I can't remember his friggin' name. Uh, Jonathan. Jonathan something. Jonathan something. He. Um. I remember the first story he ever did. He was um, um, infiltrating uh, at the time an unknown terrorist group called ISIS. And he was literally in ISIS infiltrated into it and reporting from their camp. <laughs> I mean, he got in with them and they knew he was an American soldier and he, they knew he was an American newsman. They let him in, but you know, those people could change their mind at any moment. How many reporters or people been kidnapped by them? And just to make a point, they uh, chop their heads off on camera and send it to us on YouTube. Yeah, that's what they do. Starbucks workers are kind of pissed off or something going on with Starbucks, man. We can't have that. See, I would never go to Starbucks. I don't like it. I mean, I just find them to be very expensive. I mean, it's not a matter of not being able to afford it either. You know, it's just something about it. But, uh, you know, I feel like women really like Starbucks, man. My wife and the amount of caffeine, and I know some women that definitely drink a lot of caffeine. And men don't seem to like, I don't know, you can't really tell that much with men, I think, because they're like, you know, already like aggressive and male and all that. But uh, women, it kind of shows up on them, you know. Starbucks workers, at more than another sexist thing that the Eggman has said, Starbucks workers at more than 100 uh, U.S. stores are on strike and the largest labor action since a campaign to unionize the company's stores began late last year. That's a story in itself, right, Raccoon? The uh, unionization of Starbucks? <laughs> the walkouts uh, coincide with uh, Starbucks' annual Red Cup Day. Red Cup Day, man, that sounds like something that, uh, I'd like to be involved in. Uh, is that is a Red Cup Day reminds me of beer. That's all I think of when I think of Red Cup. Somebody says, hey, man, we're going to Red Cup it. All right, I'm on my way over. Oh, wow, man. Killed that last segment there, man, I'll tell you. We've got one more short little segment. 
And uh, if Raccoon wants to come on there, we'll uh, we'll uh, talk to him, see what's on his mind today, and uh, we'll go through that. Well, there he is. Look at that. We'll get him right after the break. Radio Addiction at Mail.com. Radio Addiction at Mail.com. Shout me out. Tell me you hate my guts. I don't fucking care. You are my fetish. Oh, the Indian takeaway. Overordering is never a mistake. You've got to have prawn puri and a taka dal and a garlic naan. But what if I go hungry? Mm, better get a Rogan Josh in as well. The delivery arrives. It's £93.48, love. So. You stare in awe at the creaking stack of metal tins. Looks like curry for breakfast again. Magic! You crack open a bottle of ice-cold Cobra with a smile. <laughs> Cobra, brewed with less fizz to go perfectly with curry. Love curry, love Cobra. When you came in the air went out And every shadow filled up with doubt I don't know who you think you are, but before the night is through, I want to do bad things with you. All right. Eggman Radio Addiction Program. We are back. Final segment of today. Um, I don't even know if I said what the date was. November 18th, 2022. It's a Friday. And, um, yeah, we're going to bring in uh, the uh, raccoon man here and see what's going on, man. Hey, buddy, you, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, let me uh, crank you up a little bit. You can you crank it up a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. Why don't I get rid of that? Okay, now try it there. Go ahead. Can you hear me now? I got you, man. Okay, cranking you up a little bit here for the audio so that you're coming through good. All right, brother. So what's happening with you, man? What's going on? What's the weather like there? Arizona. Cold and snowy is about minus two here. Got about Dang. a foot of snow. Man, you make me feel yeah. bad complaining about the uh, little bit of ice we had this morning, you know. <laughs> it's been snowing here for about a week and a half. Holy shit. Hey, yeah. you know what? Hey, I the, know snow, many... the snow to me is um the part of this North Carolina, part of this North Carolina that I don't really like. Um you know, snow is nice for like the first couple of hours. It's pretty. But then when you have to work through it and deal with it, you know, being a Florida boy like I am and coming here and being here for the last five years, we've had snow every single winter, you know, not like what you guys get, you know, a couple of weeks of it, you know, at the most where it sticks on the ground. And, you know, and, and, we've, and once in a while, I think in the last five years, we had maybe one kind of a blizzard activity. You know, but it's just such a pain in the damn ass, you know, the snow. I mean, it's like, that's a one thing about Florida. <laughs> I lived there for, uh, oh, God, almost 40 years. And um, it snowed one time in 40 years, and it lasted about two seconds. Well, I was up there in North Carolina in the 70s when we had a snowstorm and an ice storm. It literally, uh, uh, it literally just brought everything to a halt and then oh, yeah. when i came back from korea in in 89 or, no yeah 89, 89 we had a big snowstorm and shit uh, a radiator froze on my truck oh man 
you know, I was, I was there at Fayetteville, but yeah, you know, it, it, get, it, it get, gets cold every now and then. And back then they said it was uh, a mini ice age back in the seventies yeah. and now they're hollering global warming. <laughs> yeah. Fayetteville's I not don't that see far. it. <laughs> yeah. We're not far from Fayetteville. Um, <laughs> go there once in a while. Oh, I don't, I'm in, uh, yeah, I know where you're at. Yeah. You know, okay. Um, but I tell you what, it is, uh, um, the weather has, um, it's, I don't know, cold, cold, cold. I, I long for Florida for a couple of weeks, but well, anyways, uh, my last story of the day I was going to do was, um, did you want to comment on any of the stupid things that I've said so far today? Oh, that's a one thing. And, you know, people in at Starbucks want to let uh-huh. the mafia in there and strip their wages even more because they'll take yep. a percentage of it. Yeah. You know, sold your soul. So we're going to help you, but you're going to pay us, and then we'll give you a little, a few pennies on the dollar that you paid us in case you have to uh, lay off or whatever, you know, go on strike. And I was in a union back in the 80 and, and went on strike, and I couldn't even make ends meet with that little penance that they give me. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't much. And I wasn't making that dig on much. I was only making about twenty-five bucks an hour. But when they dropped right. it down, said, "Here's your two hundred and fifty dollars for the month." And well, what the hell? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I don't really quite get the um, the whole like why do these companies like Starbucks, you know, when they first start out? I, maybe I can answer my own question, but you know, they and I I witnessed this a small company privately owned um we started with the uh, two stores okay this is going back to florida okay and it was a um pre you know there were no taco bells in florida when i was a young guy in south florida there was none they had not made you their way <laughs> well yeah true you didn't really need them yet but so but this company was called taco viva and um i went to work there while i was in high school uh, part-time you know just working behind the counter and they had like i think two to three stores at the time and privately owned and then i I was with them for like you know 12 years and watched them grow from like just three stores to about 75 stores and then they messed up and um brought in exactly kind of what happened to starbucks and they just fucked it up they screwed it up they literally screwed the company up in a matter of about six months the stock was starting to go down Luckily, you know, I was vested as a, you know, employee stock and they let me buy out, you know, at, um, uh, they set it amount, you know, it was like a, the stock was at one point up to like 30 something dollars and they made a deal to everybody. Look, if you want to get out at $5 a share, you better get out now. That's the only time you're going to get. A lot of people didn't take it. They thought they were going to survive it. And I said, to hell with that. I want my money. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. I'm yeah. out. All right. Thanks. Talk to you Bye. again, man. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. Raccoon 6, man, on the show. The guy uh, has been uh, calling in, and uh, that's all cool with me. People listening um, on the rebroadcast, uh, I know it gets kind of long, just two people talking, but what the hell else do you people got to do, right? <laughs> all right. I am out of here. Let's fire this thing off, I believe. I have to press this button right here. Okay. We should have a little wind up there. Hey, everybody, remember, you spend most of your time inside your own head. And you got to make sure 
it's a nice place to be in there, okay? Keep your head clean. Do your breathing exercises. Do what you got to do. I'm out of here. Eggman over and out. Bye-bye. That wraps up another Eggman Radio Addiction. See ya.